Uvalde, one year later, the large project designed to help the community move forward and how victims' loved ones feel about it. A Texas woman legally changes her name, symbolically righting a wrong that happened more than 50 years ago. And after a damp Sunday, showers slowly winding down will take you into a hotter and sunnier week ahead. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. One year ago this week, 19 children and two teachers were murdered inside Uvalde's Robb Elementary School, a tragedy that left the town frozen in time, still searching for answers and for action. We visited Uvalde to learn how the community is beginning the path to healing, knowing those lost can never be replaced. Ryan Chandler reports from Uvalde. Well, I know the end. I know her mom. Eliana Torres, I know them. Tess Mata, uh, her mom, I know her mom, Veronica, and, then I, and I've, I've known them for everything. Lalo Diaz is first, a neighbor. I know her twin sister and her husband real good. But on May 24th, he was the county coroner, the first to identify his friend's bodies inside their fourth grade classroom. The, 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 the pictures that you see of Rob's school, when you're looking at the hallway, you're seeing those clean floors, green walls, to me, I just see red. One year later, boards seal those rooms and grass grows under silent swing sets. And Uvalde is turning those scenes of horror into a vision of hope. A new school for the future. A state-of-the-art campus with students and safety top of mind. It pops with color and energy for our children. The center supported by a grand oak tree two large limbs for teachers Irma Garcia and Ava Morales, and 19 more for their students. If we can think it, we can build it. So just let's, let's do it, let's do it. We got one chance to do it right. And that's what we wanted to make sure that it was done right. The remains of Robb Elementary will soon be gone, but for the loved ones of the 21 people who died inside, their memories never will be. For Uvalde, moving forward means preserving their past while protecting our future. I know that we need a new school and the children of Uvalde, they deserve that, but it'll be a painful reminder when it goes up because this beautiful school is because of murdered children. Moving forward, impossible for parents like Kim and Felix. There's no moving forward without our loved ones. For the community, I guess it's their attempt to move forward while still remembering our loved ones. And I hope that they do right by us. Like the tattoo on Kim's arm, enshrining the love letter her daughter Lexi painted. I like being reminded of how she saw me and her in our relationship. Parents hope the new school is a permanent monument to the love they lost. Shouldn't be moving on and leaving our children behind though, leaving the deceased behind. It should be taking them with you, and taking them with you is change. And that's what we should be doing, not just in the state, but in this country. In Uvalde, Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. Tomorrow, Uvalde city leaders will hold a news briefing marking the one-year anniversary. They're doing it days before the actual anniversary on Wednesday to allow the community to have privacy on that day. 
A school safety bill inspired by the Uvalde tragedy is scheduled to be up for discussion today at the Capitol. The Texas Senate will discuss proposed changes to House Bill 3, which passed in the House last month. The bill dedicates new funding for districts to improve physical barriers and security technology and requires every district to place an armed guard on every campus. A Senate committee removed the guard requirement. If the Senate passes the changes, the bill will go back to the House. Texas school districts continue to struggle to find bilingual teachers. At Austin ISD, more than 8% of the bilingual teaching positions remain unfilled. Education advocates point to low salaries and burnout. At the state level, the Texas American Federation of Teachers has called for higher salaries and added benefits for bilingual staff. There was a bill in the Texas legislature that proposed a $15,000 pay raise for teachers statewide, but it has not advanced. We're having to compete from both sides, not only with increasing student populations that that need and quite frankly deserve bilingual services, but with a growing need in industries outside of education, those things are going to both continue to skyrocket as we move forward into the future. We've got more details on Texas's bilingual student population online at KXAN.com. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Well, after a gray, damp day, we're actually starting to see some blue skies now over parts of Austin. Still some leftover showers, though, both in Travis County, Bastrop, Caldwell counties into Fayette County, too, and a few drops into western Williamson County. But this is the last of the rain here today. These showers are moving east. There's drier weather to the west and even some breaks of sunshine, too. The Hill Country by far the winner for rainfall amounts with some areas a quarter inch, half inch or more in parts of Mason and Gillespie counties especially, but those amounts really lowered as you got closer to 35, just a few hundredths of an inch of rain for the metro counties and barely a hundredth of an inch in our eastern counties here today. Temperatures were kept down because of the clouds and the rain. Middle and lower 70s is where we are now. With some late day sun, we may see the numbers climb slightly, but in general, I expect low 70s to turn into 60s with rain chances dropping considerably here over the next few hours. Coming up in first warning weather, we dry out. Sun and heat returns. We'll track a midweek rain chance and a preview of your Memorial Day weekend. At least 10 people were killed and several others were injured during a shooting at a car rally in Mexico. It happened yesterday in Baja, California, Mexico. That's about 73 miles from the California border. On the last day of an all-terrain car rally, multiple shooters with rifles came out of at least two vans at a gas station and opened fire on people who were gathered there. Ten people were killed and at least nine others were injured. After the ambush, the shooters got back in the vans and took off. So far, there have been no reports of arrests. Still to come, why a Texas woman decided to remarry her husband after the results of a DNA testing kit. And when severe weather brings damage to your property, who's responsible for getting it fixed? KXAN investigates some tips on what you can do to protect your assets. 
We have dealt with our share of severe weather this year, ice storms, hail, and lightning strikes, but there are things that you can do to protect yourself. Some Central Texans are still dealing with the impact of the ice storm from earlier in the year and the damage caused by tree branches crashing under the weight of the ice. Clay Snodgrass lives in an apartment complex in South Austin. He says a tree landed on his car and he was surprised to find out the complex is not responsible. I thought, oh my gosh, uh, I'm going to have to call the, the apartment complex and find out who their insurance is so that way I can file a claim because my, my car was damaged by their tree falling and snapping in half and breaking on my car. Something like a tree branch falling from ice buildup, that'd be considered an act of nature and not something that the property owner was responsible for. And that would be the same whether it was another kind of business or a private home. The Texas Department of Insurance says there are some rare cases when that does not apply, like when the property or the homeowner is trimming the tree or not taking care of it. The state agency says make sure that you have comprehensive auto coverage that includes weather damage so you would be covered if, for example, a lightning strike cracks a tree branch and it falls on your car. TDI also says always take photos of the damage, call your insurance company as soon as possible, and save your receipts for reimbursement. Your homeowner's policy should cover materials and labor used to make repairs. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. It's about time, but the sun is trying to come out very late here on this Sunday. This is our Lorenz of Lorenz 360 cam from Westlake Hills, 71 degrees. These temperatures may actually climb slightly thanks to this late day sun, even this late in the day before they start to fall again. You can see the scattered to widespread, but mostly light showers that we've had with only those heavier amounts in the hill country. Still some sprinkles, light drops in the metro and our eastern counties now, but we're about a couple of hours away from these being completely done throughout the entire area. And we're not expecting any wet weather from the west of us to join us here. In fact, I expect we'll be at least partially clearing out the clouds here tonight. Notice the updated timing as we take into the future, drying out or thereabouts through seven, maybe just a lingering 10% rain chance at the very most at that point. And then we turn partly cloudy to mostly clear tonight. Could get some patches of fog into tomorrow morning, especially in the hill country where the rain was heaviest here today. But in general, way more sun than clouds here tomorrow on what should be a sunnier and much warmer day. I have introduced a very slim rain chance late tomorrow night, mostly for the hill country. So a 10% nighttime rain chance, but the daytime looks dry. Then we get you into your Tuesday. Pretty similar weather Tuesday like we had or like we're expecting here for Monday. A lot of sun, some scattered puffy clouds, but once again, Tuesday night, a very slim rain chance in the hill country. Call it 10% again. So we were kept pretty low in the low to mid 70s thanks to the clouds and the wet weather here today. But with much more sun tomorrow, you can expect these numbers to climb. But first of all, they'll fall down. 70s and 60s most of the night and low 60s is how we begin your Monday. And then with a lot of sun, temperatures off to the races, mid to upper 80s for highs in the afternoon, back into the 60s, although warmer 60s to begin your Tuesday. And then we're back well into the 80s, if not near 90 for Tuesday afternoon. So tonight down to 62, some patches of fog, otherwise a partly cloudy night as the clearing continues over the next few hours. And then a lot more sun here tomorrow. 87 degrees and you could bet it's going to be pretty humid too. Not a lot of temperature fluctuations for the next seven days. It's either upper 80s 
or it's about 90 here. And we should be at 89, so actually pretty close to normal for this time of year. But we do have a couple of rain chances, especially for Wednesday and a lower rain chance Thursday. And of course, I already mentioned that late Monday night and Tuesday night rain chance too. But I think during the daytime hours, Wednesday is our best chance of getting wet here this week. And even then, those rain chances not that high at just 30%. That drops to 10% here for Thursday. And then it's back to dry again Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Of course, Saturday and Sunday does begin our Memorial Day weekend, which so far looks dry for anything you're already planning for next weekend. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Texas softball dueling with Texas A&M with a chance to advance to the Super Regional today. Texas unblemished in the Regional, winning their first two games, so it only take one W for them to advance. Bottom of the second, runners on the corners for Courtney Day. She hits this one to right, and that allows two runs to score to make it 3-0 Texas. Then in the bottom of the fifth, Courtney Day with the bases loaded, clears the bases with this three-run double to make it 10-2 Longhorns. Huge lead for them. Then, of course, tensions uh, flaring right here. Jeff Harger, the uh, assistant coach for Texas A&M, getting tossed out, presumably arguing balls and strikes. There wasn't really one call specifically that we can pinpoint he was upset about. But that emotion spurned Texas A&M to blast this three-run shot courtesy of Riley Valentine. Yeah, Aggies feeling like they're back into it, then get some more stuff going. Two on, though, in the bottom of the seventh. Sophia Simpson in the circle for the Longhorns as A&M trying to stay alive. But Sophia Simpson gets the strikeout, and that is the final out. Texas wins it 11-5 to advance to the Super Regional of the NCAA Tournament. All right, baseball, the Longhorns began their final series three games back of West Virginia and ended the series with a sweep and a Big 12 championship trophy. As the Longhorns were able to win a share of the conference regular season title, Texas ends the 2023 regular season on a five-game winning streak, and they hope to add to it in the upcoming Big 12 tournament as they get ready to try to build their resume to host a regional. It's not the best team that wins, it's the hottest team at the end of the year. Um, and I think that's the most important thing right now is, uh, you know, we're, we're hot right now. The bats are hot, pitching's good, defense is great. Um, so we're going to keep riding it um, and keep getting after it every day. So Texas will face Kansas on Wednesday at Globe Life Field in Arlington for the first game of the conference tournament. That game will start at 1230. Twas a good night at Q2 Stadium for the Verde and Black. We'll recap their victory over Toronto when sports continues after this. Good here. Well, winning is the best medicine. It cures so much, and Austin FC showing a lot of resiliency lately as they're shorthanded. Austin FC took on Toronto last night at Q2 Stadium, and both teams were at a stalemate for quite a while, despite Austin being the clear aggressors. Maxi Yerudi had a shot go off the post in the 15th minute. Then Emiliano Ragoni had a free kick go just to the right of the goal in the 73rd. But in the 91st, Austin FC would capitalize on a chance right here from Yossi Zardis with the rebound header to give Austin the lead. Two wins in a row for the Verde and Black, and they're back in the top nine of the Western Conference. For us, this has uh, been coming, as, as I've said to the, to the players now for a couple weeks, uh, as I've said to you guys. Um, the group's growing. They're discovering who this 2023 version is. Um, you know, it's next man up. It's... it's 
you know, real character, real grittiness, guttiness, and, um, you know, knowing it's going to be challenging in any season, but um, the ability to keep grinding and, and, and pushing and, and, and knowing that there's something better on the other side. So um, I thought our guys did a really good job. So Austin FC will face the Chicago Fire in the next round of the U.S. Open Cup at Q2 Stadium. That's scheduled for an 8 p.m. start on Wednesday night. Major League Baseball, Bruce Bochy and the Rangers wrapping up their series with the Colorado Rockies. There's Bochy kicking back in the cut. Bottom of the second, no score. Josh Young smashes this over the left field wall to make it 1-0 Rangers. Ninth home run of the season for Young. Bottom of the second, 3-0 now Rangers. Corey Seager. Gets into the home run act with this shot to right. That two-run homer will make it 5-0 Rangers. Then in the bottom of the fifth, Rangers in control, 6-0. Base is loaded for Leody Tavares, and he hits that one to left field. Jackson, or Jerickson Profar, misplays that, and that allows the bases to clear. 9-0 Rangers at that point. They blow away the Rockies, 13-3. And finally, the NHL Western Conference Finals, the Dallas Stars fall behind 0-2 in their series. Thanks to the Golden Knights of Las Vegas beating them 3-2 in overtime. Gotcha. Thanks, Jonathan. Back in a moment with a final look at your forecast. All right. And speaking of Monday, we're going to get a look at the Monday morning forecast. What's it looking like? Yeah, you know, and it's the final week of school for many kids here this week. I know my Exciting, yeah. kindergartner at home is excited about that. So the bus stop forecast for your Monday starts warm, partly cloudy, some patchy fog, and then later in the day, even more sunshine. We're all the way up to 87. So we're ending uh, the school year very warm. All right. Thanks, Nick. And thank you for watching, everybody. Have a great evening. We hope to see you back here at 10 o'clock.